Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where OP destroys the life of his lying, cheating father. Our next Reddit post is from Thunderkirk. Growing up, me and my sister had no love towards our father whatsoever. I'm not going to bore you with details, but alcoholic, abusive, and violent are a few words that come to mind. When my sister got accepted into a much better but also further high school than our local school, she moved immediately and rarely visited. We were 10 years apart, so I was only 4 at the time. I grew up resenting her for leaving me to deal with our father all by myself, but now I understand better and we're on better terms. My local factory was so big that it supported my whole town. Virtually everyone worked there, so everyone knew each other. But then, the defense ministry purchased the factory and they decided to cut off anyone who didn't have a high school degree. My mother was fired, and this was four months after she gave birth to me. My father, however, made it until retirement and was granted military status. Basically, they gave him an honorable rank so that his pension would almost double, but he would have to act accordingly because, effectively, he was military personnel now. My childhood was an absolute nightmare, so needless to say, I turned out to be an absolute mess. Anger management and mental instability are my worst problems, but I'm still working on them. When I turned 18, I enlisted. Fast forward three years later, and I got an honorable discharge. I got a buttload of money from this. I came home to find my town incredibly underwhelming, and my father hadn't changed a bit. Not wanting to spend the rest of my life in this hellhole, I planned to move to the city where my sister was living. The last words that my dear old dad said to me was, You'll never make it. Because, apparently, being discharged for mental illness showed that I was a coward. I moved to the city, took up a blue-collar job, and decided to pursue a career in IT, all while taking care of my mental health. At some point during this time, my father was diagnosed with cancer. I was told that it wasn't very dangerous, but still, he had to undergo operations. My sister had actually reconciled with him, partly because of my mother, and she would occasionally bring my niece home to visit them. My sister was quite successful, so she decided to pay for everything. Operations, treatment, hospital, recovery, she would handle everything. She paid for all this while moving into a new house and also buying her first car. Those things are pretty expensive in my country. My father had a huge bank account because of his pension, but he didn't have to pay a single penny. After a year or so, he recovered, and all in all, things were good. After staying at my sister's house for nearly a year, he and my mother finally went back to their home. One day, my mother called me in tears and asked me to come home that weekend. She told me that my father had been seeing someone else. To be honest, I thought that she was paranoid, because she's kind of a paranoid person, and I hated the thought of going home on a four-hour trip just for something that turned out to be unimportant. So, I calmed her down and swept it under the rug. Fast forward a few months and I got another call, this time from my sister. My sister had driven to my parents' place to tell them that they were three months pregnant. What was supposed to be a happy union turned into an absolute shit show. Apparently, when my father left his phone unattended for a few minutes, his mistress sent him a very sexy picture, and my mom saw it pop up. Needless to say, all hell broke loose. My sister said that was the first time in many years that she saw my mother scream bloody murder at my father. And when he tried to hit my mother, my sister threw herself in between, which prompted her husband to throw himself in between because, you know, she's three months pregnant. 
It all ended in a very tearful trip back to our city after hours of hurling insults at each other. The only good thing that came out of it was my mother somehow was able to bring his phone with her. We convinced my mother to get a divorce. But she's a submissive housewife who thinks that divorce is worse than boiling live puppies. And I think that she was still somewhat hoping that he'd turn around. They'd been together for almost 35 years at that point, so I figured there must have been some kind of love there. She didn't want to stay with him, so we dropped it and decided to cut him out of our lives for good. Lo and behold, half a year after this, my father's side of my family started to contact me. My father, my father's sister, and my father's mother all called me within the same day. They suddenly acted so nice and convinced me to come visit them. Obviously, something was up. After the incident, my father's side all blamed my mother and said that she should have kept it a secret and not made a mess for the sake of the family. They also disavowed me and my sister because we're ungrateful brats after we didn't accept their ultimate argument that he's your father after all. Out of morbid curiosity, I went back home alone to see what was going on. It turns out they wanted to sell my father's house. Back when my father was about to undergo his first operation, he didn't know how it would turn out, so he transferred the house to my name because apparently inheriting a dead person's estate in my country is a living nightmare. Out of convenience, we convinced my grandmother to give me the land as well, since she was very old at the time. Keep in mind, they transferred all this property to me back when we were still on good terms. I could smell something fishy going on here. I couldn't figure out what exactly, but I knew that it was there. So, I politely told them that I would think about it, and immediately went back to my place, pretending to have an emergency. As I was driving back, a plan formed, and it was the first time that I was so happy about anything that I actually smiled. I went to my sister's immediately, where my mom had been staying, and laid out my plan. My sister contacted a lawyer and asked what our options were. Because both the house and the land were in my name, they had no claim to them, and any paper that didn't have my signature on it would be considered useless under the law. I asked the lawyer what would happen if my mother filed for divorce, and he said that it's highly unlikely the court would reward my mother's full claim unless we could prove that he was unfaithful before the separation, and to his surprise, I could. Remember that phone that my mother brought back from that day? Well, suffice to say, it provided us with more than enough proof of his cheating. The execution. After weighing our options, I called my father to tell him that I would come home the next month to make an announcement. He was eager to hear it. Upon my arrival, they were so nice and sweet. But after I introduced them to my lawyer, it's like they flipped a switch and suddenly became vile and violent. I presented my father with two options. One, relinquish any claim to the house. Or two, be served with a lawsuit. In my country, cheating on your married spouse is a six months probation minimum and up to two years in prison. After a lot of screaming and name-calling and feet-stomping tantrums, my father kicked us out, so naturally, I chose the lawsuit. At the first court hearing, my mom, me, and my lawyer were present. This turned out to be another screaming match, where my father made up all kinds of lies about my mother. 
At some point, my lawyer leaned in to tell me that since the court officer wasn't stopping my father's rants, it's likely that they were buddies and he asked me to handle things. The court officer told us this case wasn't a priority, that it would take months to process, that we wouldn't like the paperwork, and it's best to settle this out of court. My lawyer politely declined and told my father to expect another court hearing soon, under much less friendly circumstances. Later, my father tried another tactic, which was calling all of my relatives and telling them my mother was a B-word and I was an ungrateful brat in hope of creating some kind of pressure on us. Very few of them took his side, and even if they all did, I would have never let him get off that easy. During the second hearing, my father finally cracked and agreed to my terms, which were relinquishing any claim that he might have to the house and divorcing my mom. Basically, the only person who had any claim to the house now was my mother. I agreed to let him keep living in it for the rest of his life, though. But not anyone else, like his mistress, whom he was basically living with. The Revenge this was where my work started. First, my sister gathered all the receipts that she paid for the medical bills for his treatments. Then, we billed him for it. This is very unethical in my country, since children are expected to take care of their parents, but we threw that out the window a long time ago. We also knew that it wasn't a criminal case, so we just went to small claims court and then sent it to the bailiffs to collect. The bailiffs sent the cops to start seizing my dad's assets, so say goodbye to his furniture, his TV, his fridge, his reclining massage chair, all of which was bought by my sister anyways. My father had to pay out of pocket because the bailiff kept seizing his stuff until she saw the money. Although we only got half of what my sister paid him, it still cost my father about 70% of his savings. Of course, this wasn't about the money. We were just being petty. After that was done, I contacted my local factory to file a report. Remember that sweet pension that he got with the condition that he behaved accordingly? Clearly, someone's been a bad boy. Before this, they had let him get away with it because it was a small town and everyone knew everything because nobody ever filed a report, but that was no longer the case. In the report, I gave them a very detailed folder with pictures from his phone. To say that they were sexual was an understatement. They immediately set up a hearing and he was stripped of his rank, which dropped his pension down to just over half of the original amount. I know this because old people gossip like their lives depend on it. My mother was very happy to hear about this. It's all she talked about for a month. I was about to be done with this, but a week later, my sister called me to tell me that my dad's sister came to her door to berate her and her kids. My sister just called security to kick her out and warned me that she would go for me next. I was seeing red, not because of some lame-ass Karen who could barely cause me an inconvenience, but because she was screaming at my niece and nephew. As a gay man, I know full well that bloodlines end with me, so I put all of my love into those kids to the point that if I had been there, I would have bitten her head off. So I dug a little, and I found out that my aunt was knee-deep in debt. She was hoping that she could leech some money off my father from his pension or from the house sale. Since neither of those was available anymore, she was very angry and thought that she could lay the blame on my sister. So, I created a fake Facebook account and befriended her. I didn't even have to pretend that hard, since old people apparently accept friend requests from anyone. She had this habit where she would show off her money and her vacations and all of her luxury items like she was some kind of wealthy person. The next part was easy. I just sent all of her selfies to everyone that she owed money to. 
So for the following month, my aunt was threatened, not with legal actions, but with much more sinister actions. She had thugs throw things at her door, like paint, fish sauce, and sometimes literal feces. And now, the pro-revenge. My father's side of the family is this very traditional family where you would have a person acting as the head of the family deciding things that matter. This was way before the war, so obviously they don't do such things anymore, but the head of the family still has a certain voice, and there's this once-a-year ceremony where we gather together to pay tribute to our ancestors. During the ceremony, the head of the family would give a speech, and then some announcements were made like who died, who got married, who gave birth, etc. Then there'd be a celebratory party afterwards where we basically all get drunk. My great-grandfather was the head of the household. He had three sons, and two of them died during the war, so my grandfather took the mantle, then my father, and eventually me. So me, my mother, and my sister's family all headed back to my father's side of the family for this event. We timed our trip so that we would show up two days before my father would show up. We knew when my father was showing up thanks to my mother's gossip connections. My father's side of the family had never heard the full story before, only the version my father gave them, which was that he and my mother split up in good faith. My mother went to work telling everyone the real story, and it took just one day for everyone to know what a butthole my father had been. The look on my father's face when he arrived, with my aunt and my grandmother, and saw my family was already there, was priceless. He got stink-eyed from everyone for the rest of the day, and nobody would initiate conversations with him, so he just sat around like a sad dog. My father is now a miserable old man. His mistress left him because, surprisingly, she was after his money. He's living in our old house with next to nothing. His retirement money, even though it was halved, was good enough for him to live by. Last I heard, his cancer's come back, and obviously this time, my sister won't be paying for his treatment. He's tried to initiate contact with my mother, trying to make amends. We just blocked his number in my mom's phone. My aunt had to sell her house to pay for the debt, otherwise they would just keep harassing her. She now lives in a small house that she bought with the rest of her money. OP, this is a great revenge story, don't get me wrong, but you've already inserted the knife, why not twist it and take back the house that you rightfully own? I was trying to figure out why your father transferred the house to you in the first place, and my theory is that he was afraid that while he was getting cancer treatment, his wife would find out about his mistress, so he transferred the house to OP instead, but then OP found out about the mistress. So, uh, not the brightest plan from that guy. Our next Reddit post is from Deleted. This story is about a good friend of mine who lives in South America. This happened about 16 years ago. My friend, Maria, had been dating a guy named Oscar for two and a half years or so when she found out through the grapevine that Oscar had betrayed her. Oscar had been to a party, got a girl drunk, and slept with her. News of Oscar's actions had spread, as gossip does. The worst part of it was it seemed that this wasn't the first time that it happened, not by a long shot. Well, Maria found out and plotted revenge. She invited Oscar to her flat for a special afternoon of fun with her and her friend, Vanessa. Oscar couldn't resist temptation, so he went. Picture the scene. Oscar goes into the building where she lives, gets into the lift to go up to the 10th floor of the apartment. He rings the bell. He can hear music playing from behind the door. Maria opens the door and Oscar walks in and sees that both his girlfriend Maria and her friend Vanessa are each wearing sexy silk lingerie. 
Maria is holding a blindfold and tells Oscar to put it on. He agrees. She puts the blindfold on him and she tells him to strip naked. While Oscar was busy, Vanessa put her clothes back on, walked out of the apartment, leaving a doorstep to keep the door open, and called the elevator. She then walked back in, grabbed Oscar's clothes, and threw them out the window into the car park below. She then left the apartment and went down the stairs, ringing doorbells as she descended. Maria had been leading Oscar around the apartment to disorient him and then let him out the apartment, closed the door behind her, and got in the lift alone. Then she called him an unfaithful butthole whose clothes were in the car park before the elevator doors closed. Oscar ripped off the blindfold and must have realized how screwed he was because he had to walk down 10 flights of stairs completely naked, passing laughing neighbors all the way. Oscar collected his clothes and Maria never saw him again. That was our slash pro revenge. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.